Welcome to Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. Across from me, Shane Bishop. My name is Mike Wooten. We're so glad that you're joining us for the show today. On this episode, the new year is here. We're going to talk about how you start off the new year the right way. We bring in my partner, Shane Bishop. Shane, how's it going today? I am well, and welcome to 2022, everybody. I also believe, Mike, that this is like our 40th show. You're, yeah, 40, 41, we're right at yeah. that We're right at I mean, that who would have ever thought that we, when we started this, would actually end up doing 40 shows? What would you say the secret to our longevity is? Uh, I tell you, if you put it in the calendar, it's going to happen. Okay, That's good, secret. good. Uh-huh. I think complete disregard for whether people enjoy the show that would, be would have to be a part of that. Yeah. Being willing to continue on with no real support or sponsors yes. would be a part of mm-hmm. that. So I feel like maybe, Mike, your first book could be on this topic. Oh, yeah. That's great. I hadn't even thought about that. I'm definitely going to have to go through all the episodes. How often do you listen to these episodes, Almost Shane? constantly. Uh, <laughs> I wondered that. Nearly, nearly just put them on a loop. Constantly. Now, I, I do have to say, I would say that uh, I probably do end up listening to every episode once. You know, we get about 150 downloads on Podbean every time. We have some episodes and that have 250 to 300. Yeah. So we're grateful for our listeners and, and them checking this out. Pretty- yeah. Now, I heard that mm-hmm. you like listen to an episode like, like 150 times just to get the numbers up. Is that true or is that really not true? No, that's not true. All right. It's more like 80. But <laughs> I, I wouldn't consider I like that much yeah, of a bump. It's true-ish. It's true-ish. Ish, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But not with You know, the other thing I was saying about, Mike, as mm-hmm. we enter a new year, does, is it just me or does it seem like the pandemic has, has been a time disruption? Because when I try to remember, like, how long ago something happened, yeah, I mean, I'm not even close. And for the most part, things that happened right before the pandemic yeah. seem to me like they uh, happened like 10 years ago. Yeah. Do you have that kind of phenomenon? A little bit. I saw someone online the other day say that we're about to enter into 2022. I'm still trying to get over 2020. Yeah, I And I think you. that's really where, where I'm at, too. 2020 did go by quickly, and it kind of all meshed together. But, uh, yeah, it's just been a strange year and a half, almost two years now. Yeah, did the pandemic have a – and I, I realize we're not completely through the pandemic, right? Yeah. But in my mind, the pandemic has shifted from a problem to be solved to attention to be managed. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think the pandemic is, is just going to be with us, or COVID's going to be with us in some form, like the flu is now. But uh, how do you feel, feel like you dealt with the pandemic? Uh, I think I dealt with it in a way. Well, first of all, whenever it first started, we didn't know what it, what, what it really was. Yeah. And so I really did focus on what is it, how does this affect uh, me, how does it affect the family, how does it affect the church, and what is my role in all of that. And then as more research and more research came out, you know, I'm not a high-risk individual. And so I kind of loosened up with a lot of things. And mm-hmm. so I think there was a progressive uh, part of my development with this, and now I'm really, uh, I know it's still out there, and I know people with high risk have some, uh, should have concerns around it, but I just don't think about it that often. Yeah, and I've noticed here where we live, mm-hmm. I, it's almost a rarity if you get in a situation where people are still rating at a pretty high frequency around it. But I go to other places, and it's still very much there. Yes. You know, I mean, it's still very much there. And so I, I've thought a lot about 
what the long-term ramifications of us kind of cycling through this pandemic mm-hmm. will be, how it will affect us, how it will affect our children. Mm-hmm. Uh, were there psychological, some type of psychological damage done? I, I don't know that we'll know for a long time. I don't know. I think if, if families were set up well uh, and already had, uh, you know, some healthy uh, things going within their family, they probably did the best that mm-hmm. possible in the midst of all that. I do, I have some concern for families that aren't together, who don't have healthy, uh, kind of a healthy dynamic within yeah. their family. That may have damaged those children. I just think the ones that were already kind of uh, just healthy are going to be better, uh, better and probably not really scarred from this experience. Yeah, because we know in the lockdown phase uh, early, I mean, alcohol rates were, were going way up. Divorce, Divorce rates were going up. Domestic violence was going up. Yeah. I mean, so I, I think you're right. It, it's sort of if you take something good and put it in a bottle, yeah. it feels really good for a while. If you take right. something bad and put it in a bottle, it blows up and the bottle explodes. Right. And I, and I think that's a mindset that people have. You know, what are you going to do with the opportunities you're given? If you live that way, then I'm going to try to do my best. Yeah. And in the sense of faith, I'm going to try to live for God. It really uh, it doesn't matter what's thrown your way. And I think that's why going into this new year, it's good that we started off on the right foot. It is. And, and I think it's also important that we remember what we do bring in to the new year. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things is that a lot of, I mean, let's just be real honest, a lot of people have died from COVID. Yeah. I mean, a lot of oh people have died. And many people, it seems like the people I know who have had anybody die have had several people die, mm-hmm. as odd as that seems. And then the people who have had nobody really die or get sick, it seems like just nobody. Mm-hmm. But I think we all come into this uh, where we are. Yeah. But I do think New Year's are always an opportunity to say, uh, let's just sort of get a fresh start here. Mm-hmm. Let's recalibrate and let's go into this new year with some energy. And I do think we have some say into how we approach that. So when we're talking about a fresh start, Shane, and if I was to say to you, how should I start my year off in a really uh, good way that will really keep me focused and be positive for the year? What are some of the tips that you would give me? Well, for you personally, I would yeah. say, Mike, just keep being yourself. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, be more like me. <laughs> I mean, that would... <laughs> Would be the quick tip, yeah. you know, that, that I would give. I feel you. like I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah. Who, who knows? <laughs> no, I think I think the the first thing is just take advantage of at least a psychological fresh start, mm. just fresh start, and, and do everything you can just to just to get your issues, your negativity, mm-hmm. all that out of your mind, uh, and say, for whatever reason, I'm alive. I'm here. Maybe this year we can count our blessings. Yeah. And maybe last year we spent more time thinking about what we didn't have. Maybe the year before we spent the whole time being scared. Yeah. How about just decide maybe this is the year of gratitude. This is the year yeah. to look at what we have and say, God, we are thankful. Yeah, you could actually. Some people talk about having a word to start the year out with, Yeah, right? Maybe gratitude is the word. Whenever I was with my children for Thanksgiving and the attitudes weren't that great, I said, here's the theme for the Wooten family this Thanksgiving. It is gratitude, not attitude. That's good. (laughs) And so now that was just for a compressed weekend with family, but maybe we need to go into the year with a new word for us that will keep us on course. And I think gratitude is such an important concept. Because in, in one way, gratitude is the antidote to entitlement. Mm-hmm. Entitled people are never grateful people. 
Entitled people always think everybody owes them something. Grateful people realize nobody owes us a stinking thing and anything I have. And, and I think about this all the time. Anything I've achieved, anything I have in my life mm-hmm. is either because of the grace of God or because of the contributions of others. And, and I think there's some humility oh, yeah. in that. And so gratefulness, thanksgiving, humility, appreciation. Mm-hmm. Let, let's go into this year embracing some of the things that make human beings beautiful because we've all been through a lot, Mike. It's been a really a tough couple years for a lot of us. You know, you said something earlier about uh, last year. And when I think about the year before, there are some good things that we can bring into 2022 from the year before. And mm-hmm. maybe that's part of the gratitude. But it's also part of we want. what do we want to continue from last year? It's almost like, did we get some good habits in 2021? Could those be health habits? Could those be relational habits? Could we have already had a word of uh, that really kind of stuck with us? Let's bring that in. But also 2022, I wonder what we need to leave behind. Yeah. I wonder if there's some bad situation, um, maybe the, the death of a loved one or something like that, that to do our best, we can leave part of that pain behind. But I think it goes back to what you're saying, the psychological fresh start that we mm-hmm. get into when we have a new year. And I, and I think if there's one thing we need to leave behind, if I was going to sum it up in a word, it would be fear. I just think we have lived in fear uh, for two years. And I, I think there's fear mongering. I think there's good money in fear. Yeah. And there is power in fear because if you keep people afraid, you can control them. And so I think we have been in this cycle of fear. I believe that we have been harmed and manipulated. Mm-hmm. And I, I would love to see us say fear is what we're going to leave behind. Does that mean there's not some risk moving forward? There's always risk moving That's right. forward. You know, coming to church has always been risky. You, you get in an automobile. You, you, you drive it to church. Other cars going the opposite direction are within four feet of you going 60 miles an hour. Yeah. There's always risk. Yeah. But I think we need to jettison the fear. I think we need to look at what is real, what risk is real, what risks are we willing to tolerate, what risks seem too great for us. But I just don't think we can live in fear and live healthy. I've often said you can live in love or you can live in fear, but you can't live in both. They're mutually exclusive realms of existence. You know, when you're talking about fear, what comes to my mind is just, of course, what's on social media, what's on the news. And in general, how that can trigger some people. That's right. You know, it can trigger some people. And I just wonder if there's anyone out there who was triggered by something. Like maybe it's even just somewhere they go on Twitter or Instagram and it puts them in this place that's just not healthy. I would encourage people maybe to leave that in 2021. Maybe stop going to that website. Maybe for a while, don't get on social media if you don't have to. Uh, But I think... uh, in the vein that you're talking about, a fear was a big part of that last year. And if there's something out there on the news that just turns people into uh, these recluses where they just want to sure. stay at the home. We have act, we, most of us could stay at home a lot and get right. a lot done. We are going to have to fight against that so that we can kind of enjoy uh, the abundant life, really, that we're supposed to have. You know, Melissa always gets on me. She says, Shane, you're yelling at the news. And I do. I, I yell at the TV. And I, I Is don't it helping? Do, oh, yeah. Yeah, people are, are come to the light all the time when I yell at the TV. But one of the things I had to notice last year 
is that uh, when I stay too much watching the news and stay too much in that, what I'm going to call just kind of getting in a cable news cycle, mm -hmm. it's not healthy for me. It gets me in a really bad mood, yeah. and I am better without it. Mm -hmm. So I have decided I'm going to get my news on the hour yeah. from KMOX when they give a yeah. two-minute yeah. news of the world. See, That's really all I need. And so yeah. I have really jettisoned a lot of that because it wasn't healthy for me. I love it because you, you have the self-awareness, and then you did something reasonable. Yeah. It's not that you shouldn't ever listen or watch That's the right. news. You said, you know what? I do need it. The news is important for me to know about this stuff. I'm just not going to let it put me into any type of mindset. That's not good. Yeah, I, I'm not going to let it keep me constantly radiating yeah. at high frequency about things I can't control. Absolutely. Anyway. Yeah, and I think that's just a good point. Maybe for someone out there, 2022 is about just thinking more reasonably about things. Yeah, and maybe replacing some negative things with some positive things. So somebody says, well... You know, I watch the news an hour a day. And, and again, I, I want to be real clear. What I see on cable is not news. It's commentary. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's positioning, whether you're on the right or the left. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what am I going to do with that hour? Well, you could read the Bible. Mm -hmm. You could pour something positive there you go. into your life. Yeah. Uh, you could spend time with your family. Yeah. I remember uh, before the pandemic, Melissa said to me one day, she said, I don't think we spend 15 minutes a day together. And I said, well, that's absurd. And what I got noticing was when I started paying attention on days, on several days a week, she was right. On Sundays, we didn't spend 15 minutes a day together. On Wednesdays, when I have to preach on Wednesday night, we didn't spend 15 minutes a day together. And she was right a lot of the times. And so one of the things we decided to do was to wake up at 6 o'clock every morning and have coffee for 45 minutes and spend 45 minutes together every day. Well, this was several years ago, but I've got to tell you, that was a good habit that helped us get through the pandemic. Mm. It was a good, healthy habit. And what did we replace it with? I was sleeping. Now we're doing something more yeah. positive. Yeah. And it wasn't like I was getting way too little sleep. <laughs> so the bottom line is yeah. replacing things that maybe weren't good for you, mm -hmm. with things that are better for you, New Year's give us an yeah. opportunity to think through that kind of thing. Navigating the new year, sometimes letting go of these negative, including positives. What I, one of the things that's highlighted for me right now is that we're not trying to be these perfect people. If we think that when we enter into 2022, even if we try really hard at the end of 2022, we're going to be perfect, that's not a reality. But can we incorporate some of the incorporate some of the things that we're talking about now? That will get us to growth, and then we walk into 2023 as a different type of person, more transformed. Shane, as we start to close this, is there anything else you'd like to share about 20, 2022 and how we can have just a great new year? Well, I love your thoughts on perfect. And in, in, in the Greek, Koine Greek language, which the New Testament is originally written in. The, the word perfect is teleos. Teleos in the Greek does not mean without flaw. It doesn't mean, uh, it, 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 you know, if we say a perfect diamond, we would say a diamond without flaw. And a lot of times I think we try to live perfect lives, but we're not capable of that. It's just too messy. So if your idea is to achieve some kind of unrealistic form of perfection, you're always going to fail. And as you get older, you're going to fail even more. I'm just going to be real. If your self-esteem is based on how beautiful you are or handsome you are mm -hmm. or this or that, I mean, let me tell you something. Everything goes to crap at a certain point. <laughs> so in the Greek, uh, teleos means mature. 
It, it means to fulfill the purpose for which a thing was created. You could have a beat-up coffee mug that had chips all over it, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it was cracked and glued back together. But as long as it held coffee and didn't cut your lip, it was perfect. So I think we can have perfect lives if we think about lives where we become everything God created us to be. We can have mature lives. We can have beautiful lives. We can have useful lives. And I I think we should strive toward what I'm going to call biblical perfection, which is simply fulfilling the purpose for which we were created. As long as we try to chase the world's idea of perfection in a new year, all we have ahead for us is failure, and it's going to be even worse next year. If we allow God to do God's work in us, and if we become the people we are created to be, I think that is the best approach as we move forward in a new year. Well, from Shane and Mike, we wish you a happy new year. And thank you for listening to Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. We'll talk to you next time. And make sure that you keep the change.